From Relay FM, this is The Pen Addict, episode 297. Today's show is brought to you by Squarespace, Pen Chalet, and Curve Case. My name is Mike Hurley, and I am joined by Brad Dowdy. Hey, Mike Hurley, how are you? I'm very good. I'm very, very good indeed. We're closing in on 300, aren't we? Three weeks away. God, I, that doesn't, doesn't even register with me. Like, I see episode 297, it should click that, man, 300's pretty soon, and, you know, we should do something cool, and... No, no, I think we're just going to let it go by. Yeah, it'll be the random show. Well, it's just because we're so close to a big live show anyway, you know, that you kind of just just let it go, is my thinking. You know, like, it used Mm. to be back in the day, back in the old old 200s, or whenever it was, that we would... (laughs) The arts. Yeah, that we would uh, try and match these up with the live shows, but that just became... Mm trickier to do as time went along so you know you can kind of imagine that whatever it would be like episode 305 or something that Mm -hmm. would be the atlanta Mm -hmm. show and that's kind of the celebration of our continued exactly it's our annual celebration of Mm -hmm. the show yeah our our annual recapping of all things panatic awesomeness speaking of which Speaking of which, one week to go, one week to go from today, from today. If you're listening today, you have seven days to get in on the Pen Addict Live 2018 RelayCon Atlanta and Toronto Kickstarter project. The project ends on March the 7th, 2018. So you have to back before then. I do not Mm. know. Uh, It says like midnight. 12 a.m. Eastern. Okay. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I see, like, one twelve p.m. UTC. So, like, basically, you want to make sure you have your pledge in on the 7th because it yeah. ends at, like, crazy times uh, for, for everyone. So you want to – got seven days to go. As I'm looking at this page, we just got our 599th backer, so thank you to whoever it was that just did that. <laughs> uh, yeah, it just clicked. And we are at $27,309, which is amazing. Yeah, um, it's perfect. And, you know, as Brad mentioned last week, um, this is going to enable Anna to join us. And I'll just mention this again, uh, because I, I don't think Brad has put this in an update yet, that if you're looking for extra pins, um, you just need to add $10 to your pledge oh. and you can get extra pins. If you I'll want send them. out a reminder. I meant to do that because I do get emails and messages on that. So I'll send out a re- reminder. Uh, I'll send out one like Monday or so. Just yeah, kind it's of good a last for the push. last couple of days. Give it a last little bump. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we said, you know, we don't any extra money from kind of this point onwards. We don't have any plans for. Um, but be rest assured that we will find a way to use it to benefit the campaign. Uh, yep. So yeah, but so thank you. Uh, this moment we are just getting extra, which is fantastic. And you know we haven't in a in a couple of years we haven't been able to do giveaways because the budget hasn't allowed for it. But you never know. Maybe maybe this year will. But as we found with last year as well, once you add a new environment in, the costs can start mm. going up quite a bit. So we're not sure what what Toronto what the effect Toronto is going to have uh, on the mm. campaign on the funds of the campaign, but. We have enough to to cover it all. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, pretty amazing. And I'm just looking at this ending date now. It's not going to end by the time we record next week. That kind of (laughs) stinks. Who who set this thing up? Some some slacker, probably. (laughs) So So, yeah, it ends the day after we record. So we'll have to wait like a whole other week to talk about it. On a statistic thing, uh, we've Mm -hmm. already raised now the most money we've ever made. 
um, we've we've kind of as of today actually beat out the the total money of 2017, um, I believe. Uh, so mm-hmm. no, uh, no, sorry, we're a little we bit away. We're a little bit away. My apologies. So we're we're we're, we're it's likely that we'll probably will do that. I reckon um, that we will be our most funded, uh, but. I'm just going to say, you know, we had 720 backers last year. We have 599 mm-hmm. so far. So if you're still hiding in the woodwork out there, coming back to the Kickstarter <laughs> campaign. Um, I'm expecting, as is usual, you kind of get a bump right around the end anyway because people hit that, like, remind me button to make sure that it's going to mm-hmm. fund. So, yeah, if you're out there and you still have yet to do this, this is basically the last warning we can give you. Because by next week there'll be so 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 little time left on the campaign, they won't be enough time. So yeah, get in and back it. Wow, I like that. Very direct. Mm-hmm. Talking about Kickstarter campaigns, the uh, the belief came true, uh, and the the launcher pen, which will be ending in twenty four hours from when we're recording. So the dream pen that we spent some time talking about. Uh, they announced a delay, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So what's I mean, the situation? If I was a betting man, and I am a betting man, I would have bet my house that this would happen. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about it, and 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 I'm just going to state, like, for the continued record, I do not believe that the pens will be shipped out in full by the new date that they've given either. But mm-hmm. so this was a mortal lock. That this was going to happen, we knew it from essentially day one when we saw how many they sold the first day, and it's a time-intensive process. This, I mean, but it doesn't even register with me the delay because I expected it from the jump. And they're doing what you have to do is they're answering your questions before you have them. This is how you run a good Kickstarter project. Yep. You know, you might be unhappy that now there's a delay and you had plans for this pin in August and now it's October, maybe right but that's part of kickstarter you don't know how your project's going to go until mm-hmm. you actually go live and push that mm-hmm. button so you try to you know take into account all these things and all these thing things that could happen or not happen and you know best case scenarios for in this case which i instead of a worst case scenario best case scenarios you sell a lot right but then that puts you in a production bind and you see it every time a Kickstarter goes beyond kind of its initial scope. And it was a lock that this was going to happen. It phases me 0%. If there was a negative, I would probably be a negative percent. The only thing that does suck is I'll, we'll all get hit on our credit cards for like 400 bucks, um, you know, tomorrow. And we're not going to get that product for until late in the year. But for some people are used to that. Like your Newton pen took 12 months. You buy into that fact, right? Um, some people might not be used to that with this type of project. I think most of the people that listen to this show would be. But yeah, I I mean, I have no issue with it. It's fine. They communicate as, as soon as you know information, let your backers know. And it seems like they did that, right? I mean, this is before the project even ended. They said, hey, this went big. This is a time-consuming process, yep. and it's going to take us longer. Here's our new estimate. And that very well might change, too. So, I mean, it's a commendable job. It, some people will hate it, and I understand, that's a fair point, too. But it, it's kind of an is-what-it-is thing on Kickstarter, right? Yeah, I mean, 
I agree with basically everything you said, right? Like that this is something that seemed like it was inevitable and they communicated it far in advance before the campaign even ended. So, which I like mm-hmm. because now if you want to, you can choose to cancel before the money's like taken from you, which I think is mm-hmm. a really nice way to do it, right? And also it's an interesting oh, that's a good thing point. to do. Because if they would have, they could have easily just announced this in three weeks time and they'd still mm-hmm. have your money. But so I, right. I say hats off to them that they've done it now because it gives people the ability to back out if they want to um Mm -hmm. but yeah i i have decided not to back this campaign um Mm -hmm. purely based upon the fact that it is an expensive purchase that could take an infinite amount of time to arrive Mm -hmm. for a questionable result Mm -hmm. right like this is more money than i would want to spend on a pen without any idea of what this company is able to do at this kind of scale like i I would want to wait until like you and like ed jelly and anna and and you know and Mm -hmm. and joe all these people get the pens in their hands and our listeners as well and can confirm that like yes they are able to produce this pen before i was to go down that route um absolutely fair absolutely fair yeah i i just this is just you know, I, I'm just being a little bit cautious on this one um, because purely because of the price, uh, it is very it's very expensive, and that would be like two thirds of the value of a pen that I really desperately want. So mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not willing to part with that cash right now. But I I mean I do genuinely f- believe my feeling is people are going to be very happy with their purchases because all of the signs point. Like that, ever you know that you've you've had a production or like a pre-production model, right? And so have a couple mm-hmm. of other people, and everyone's saying, "Yeah, this is a really great pen, like great enough mm-hmm. that you have gone ahead and put your own money down on one." So, mm-hmm. like that looks, the signs are definitely there, but the proof will be in the pudding, and and I will wait. I I want to wait until that pudding is served. Yeah, I totally fair. It's a big ask, and it's a big project and a difficult manufacturing process. So we'll see. Like, I mean, I'm still fully confident they'll deliver excellence. It's just going to be later than initially thought. And I think any reasonable person knew that it was going to be later than reasonably thought from the jump. So, um, because the timelines just didn't add up to us Mm -hmm. from the beginning. Right. So speaking of timelines, Mike, I cannot wait to talk about this next topic. Would you like to fill us in on your fascination with the Sailor Bungu Box Pink Love fountain pen? So, I think the last time that anybody heard this story, right, I had mm-hmm. uh, provided to Bungu Box my like pre-order wish Right or mm-hmm. I emailed them. Mm-hmm. I can't, I can't remember how it was, but I know that I listeners you, will know you did that it, I like a pre-order them. form. Yeah, yeah. So I filled in like a. I sent them an email, and then they sent me back some like options, some like pre-order options in a in an email. Right, so it was like okay, I filled that information in because you were like, oh, I should have name dropped you, right? And I I said that I didn't mm-hmm. want to do that, um, and I was waiting for them to get back to me. So. I kind of waited a little bit and was kind of, kind of, I don't know, going along and seeing how it was going to go, seeing what would happen. Then in the 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 pen addict Slack, some people started getting uh, information coming through, like that they were getting their orders fulfilled, right? 
Yeah, successful orders started showing up. And I had uh, I had said that I wanted a medium or a bold. Um, I kind of ris- misread the email a little bit. Uh, the email, it was, I think, I don't know how to say this. Like, it was, it was emailed. I think the email was created by somebody where English was their second language, right? So it was relatively sure. simple, and I misread it. So it was like the way that it was laid out was not the way that I expected. And what they were saying was they didn't have a lot of the mediums and bolds, and they had more of the other nib sizes. But I thought mm-hmm. it meant the way that they'd written it, that they did have a lot of mediums and bolds, which is why I kind of I made that choice. So... People started getting their kind of emails back from Bungbox, telling them, oh, you've got your pen, please, like, you know, we're going to, what's your PayPal email address? We're going to send you an invoice. And then, so I emailed them, and then, like, maybe later that day or the next day, because it was kind of all of these all of these emails were going around about midnight my time because of all the time mm-hmm. different stuff. And they were like, oh, uh, sorry, we don't, we run out. We don't have any more um, in, in any of those and I was like oh man I lost it so I kind of was just like oh well that didn't that didn't work out for me and then uh, there was somebody else in the slack was like oh why don't you just tell them you'll take anything because like some other people had done that they, when they gave their initial orders they were like I'll take a medium um, but I'll have anything you've got right mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I was like oh I should have done that and the reason I didn't say anything like that in the initial email was I was trying to keep it simple because, like, I thought that I was, again, like, I, I, my belief was I was working with somebody where English was their second language, so I didn't want to, like, make the emails overly complicated, like, unnecessarily complicated. Like, I just wanted to communicate what I wanted, and so it was easy for everyone, and there'd be less questions, right? That was my thinking. Just keep it right. short and sweet. Like, thank you. I would like a medium. Here is my information. You know, like, just to kind of just keep it so there couldn't be any communication errors was my thinking right mm-hmm. and it didn't work out because by keeping it simple like that <laughs> i wasn't able to to do that so i sent them an email again and i was like i'll take anything that you have um and i didn't obviously i didn't hear back from them immediately so then i signed up for white rabbit express mm-hmm. which t- for what i can understand white rabbit express is a intermediary who will buy things for you in japan and ship them anywhere in the world for a fee because they can read the websites, they can place the orders, they mm-hmm. can do whatever it has to be done. It's quite, it's a, it's a clever service. Like I think it's, yeah, it's and it has been used quite regularly in our yep. community, you know, and it's, I'd always uh, been a little bit apprehensive of these services. Like I just didn't know. I just didn't know what it was going to be like. Like I was a little bit like, ah, I'm not sure. Like are these like a little bit shady. I wasn't sure, so I checked it out, and I was like, okay. So I signed up, but they just didn't do anything fast enough. Like with like after like four days, they hadn't even post. They didn't oh, even looked wow. at my order, right? Like it was just mm. in their system was like waiting to be looked at. So I canceled that anyway. But so I figured, time's up. I I got my email back from them after I said I'll take literally anything and they were like, we're sorry, but we're all sold out. We have nothing. Mm-hmm. So I I missed out, lost out, no pink love for me. And then mm-hmm. like a knight in shining armor, Brad Dowdy appears in my DMs. He slid into my DMs and he said mm-hmm. to me, you can have mine. 
which I thought was very generous of Brad. And I said to him, I think I said to you something along the lines of, but it's yours though. And then you were like, I don't need it. You you need it, which I thought was quite funny because it's true. I really do need <laughs> it. Um, so we had arranged that I would buy Brad's and then like a couple of hours later, Bungbox emailed me and they're like, we have a medium. Do you want it? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'll take it. So then they sent me the invoice through and I've ordered it and it's uh, this morning I got tracking information. Uh, I have a medium on the way, which is great because the one that I would have bought from you was like a fine, which would have been nice, but it wouldn't have been what I wanted, you know. And then the problem is like the nib, the nib for this one is special. Like the nib has uh, some writing on it and I would have wanted that nib so I probably wouldn't have been able to ever get it worked on, which may have meant... So the, the nib says ink tells more on it. It's just like a plain nib, and it just says that it doesn't have the usual anchor, <laughs> the Sailor anchor. Mm-hmm. And it would have been a shame if I then wouldn't have used the pen as much because of the, the nib thing, right? So yeah, so yeah, it was a real roller coaster. I've learned some valuable lessons uh, to read <laughs> emails more carefully because I was kind of just like speed reading everything because I wanted to sure. not waste time. And also to find ways to be more communicative, but keeping it simple. Uh, but it was, and also to to name drop Brad wherever wherever. Uh, <laughs> it, uh, that's that's what I've learned. So yeah, it was a real Let me know how that works out for yeah. you. <laughs> but I'm really, really, really excited because I haven't seen this pen in person yet, right? But just the pictures of it, I like it more than the original. Because oh, yeah. it has like that cool, like the finial's got that little, yeah, like little additional jewel. Yeah. I don't know if it's rodden. It or, looks like or rodden, what's in there. right? And it's got mm-hmm. like a bow, mm-hmm. and then the the ink, the, the nib's got that like ink tells more, which is kind of like I don't know. It's funny. That's I pretty like rad. It. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited, and also uh, I'm also excited because like this is the one that I bought. Like I didn't have to buy it off someone, and. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, the fact that like this pen came to me at the exact time that I wanted it, which I'll never understand the serendipity of that, right? Just just as I have decided that I want this pen, they release a new edition <laughs> of it, which yeah. is kind of funny. So yeah, I've that got I've got one on the way. I'm hoping. I don't know how long it takes for something to come from Japan to England. They're pretty quick. They're pretty quick for in uh, coming this direction. So I so I'm hoping equally. that I'll have it. I'll have it next week, right? Like, that's my hope. Um, awesome. It is... It's on the way. Like, it's already moved from one hub to another hub, and I'm expecting that now it's just getting ready to be put on a plane um, mm-hmm. would, would be my expectation. Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm very excited. <laughs> this whole thing was way funnier than this story indicates. I was dying the whole uh, time because Mike was, was Mike was like totally despondent. Like he was like, "Well, that's it. No pink love for me." And everyone was, I was sad about with it. Was, I was sad. Yeah, about it's, it's like no pink love. I was like, "No, I got you." And you're like, "Wait, what?" And I was like, "Well, it's it's a fine, but you know, like you told you said all that." And you're like, "Yeah, I'll take it." And I'm like, "Okay." And then maybe an hour after that first ride on the roller coaster you took the next loop mm-hmm. <laughs> when you got the email from bung box i was like are you kidding me that's hilarious so it was a trip it was a funny couple hours uh watching mike uh go through the machinations of getting a pen this this happened over multiple days yeah right like all of this stuff it happens. was hilarious so i i thoroughly enjoy <laughs> i thoroughly enjoyed this process <laughs> at least somebody enjoyed it yeah yeah tell us about something else we can enjoy mike 
I have a I have a new sponsor to tell you about. Oh yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, they're called they're called Curve Case. That's K E R F C A S E. Uh, Curve Case are the the genii behind the handcrafted Studio Case. So these are carved from single pieces of reclaimed Pennsylvania hardwood. The Studio Case is a magnetic modular portable studio for creators on the go. It is a fully customizable modular design that you can stack when traveling using high-powered magnets. It's securely attached but easy to separate. I'm going to give you an example. They sent me one. This is a nice piece of wood. All right, listen to this. Mm. That is this beautiful wooden case being separated in magnets. Um, Let me explain to you how this works. The studio case expands into specialized individual trays. So they have a bunch of different trays that can then be stacked up on top of each other magnetically to form a pencil case. So you have one that's a lid, right? And then you have multiple trays that you can customize. You can buy whatever trays you want from the options that they have, and you can stack it almost infinitely. So they have a pen tray, which holds up to six pencils, pens, and including an Apple pencil. They have a marker tray, which can hold up to five Sharpies or thicker pens, plus an eraser-sized compartment. And they have the utility tray, which is completely empty. It has no kind of um, ridges in there. So it can hold stuff like post-it notes and small notebooks and that kind of stuff. Um, And it has a securely fitting lid as well. Now, I want to mention, I have been talking with the folk behind Curvecase because my typical fountain pens don't fit in the trays that they have. So the trays that they have currently, they call it the studio case because it's meant for, like, you can see it on their site. They've got, like, Mm -hmm. Sakura Pigma Microns. They have Sharpies and stuff like that. But some of the fountain pens that I own, you know, even some of my sailors and you kind of going into the acrylic pens, I need more space. So I've given them this feedback, and they are currently working on, like, a fountain pen compartment too. Oh, nice. So, like... I've given them some ideas, uh, like just you know, I've just said to them like basically, if you take the sharpie tray and just remove one of the compartments to take it down from like five to four, you'll probably fit basically mm-hmm. every fountain pen. Like you'll be good. Like you're good at that, point. right? So they're working on that. They're working on seeing how they can maybe add something else onto this. But honestly, if this interests you as a product, as it currently is, holding what it can hold. You may as well go for it because the fountain pen tray is just an extra tray that you add on anyway, right? So like you right. buy the kit, you buy whatever trays you want and you just stack them all up. So the studio case comes with one of each type of tray currently, uh, but you can order whatever configuration fits your workflow um, and then stack them in any way that you like. It starts at just $99, uh, but you can get 15% off with the code ADDICT, A-D-D-I-C-T. So you get 15% off with the code ADDICT. Uh, Kerf also makes a variety of uh, other products, including all wood cases for the iPhone uh, and the Pixel phones as well. This is what they originally got in touch with about. So they, they contacted mm-hmm. us about sponsorship and they wanted to talk about their phone cases on one of like maybe connected or something. And I was like, mm-hmm. no, no. What is this pencil case? <laughs> <laughs> we, <laughs> you uh, have come to the wrong place, my friend. Uh, and then yeah, they told them I- all about the pen addict and they were really, really excited. So we decided to do this. Um, yeah, I had no idea what to expect when I saw this name. And I told you before the show that I'm going to wait and look at it when you talk about it i was shocked at what i saw like it's really cool it's beautiful and it smells fantastic so yeah i'm yeah. I'm very excited to see what they can do and like you can go to their site and you can see the types of pens that they're using so you can know what you're gonna mm-hmm. get yourself into right initially but then mm-hmm. later on later down the line it's gonna it's gonna have some great 
options for maybe some other fountain pens. And what I really like, for instance, you've got the trays and it's in this mm-hmm. case, but they show it on the website. You're kind of setting yourself up and you separate all the different trays and then you've got all of your pens just neatly kept together. And then when you're done, you just stack it back up again and put it in your bag. Really, really awesome. So go to curvecase.com slash studio. That is K-E-R-F case, C-A-S-E, dot com slash studio and get your 15% off when you use the code ADDICT. Uh, thanks to Curvecase for their support of this show. Yeah, very cool. I'm going to have to look in more in this. And I like how you could go and just build, like if you want a multiple tiered case, mm-hmm. you can just add the sections you want. Like you said, you could just add one later, mm-hmm. you know, like with they do a, a fountain pen width case. That'd be very cool. I like yeah, it. Yeah, I like it a lot. All right, so what's up next? The Caveco Apple Pencil Sleeve, that's what. So mm-hmm. uh, we had, uh, who runs Blystiff? Is it Matthew? Uh, Matthias. Matthias, yeah, that's it. Matthias. That's it. <laughs> uh, also I runs stationary, stationary Wiki. Oh, of course. Yes, I knew the name was 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 it triggered something in my brain. So yes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Ma- Matthias was the first one to notice this that the Caveco Apple Pencil sleeve is now available for purchase. Um, I don't know all of the places that you can buy it from right now. Like I was kind of digging around to see if I could find any UK uh, based uh, distributors, but I couldn't. So I mm-hmm. bought it from what Matthias recommended, which is most wanted pens. Uh, which mm-hmm. is a it, site based in Germany, I believe. So let me tell you, I've I've told you this before, but I don't expect you to remember this. This site, once I saw it in here, this site is run by Sebastian Gutberlay, which is the son of the Caveco founder, and Sebastian's the uh, Gutberlay uh, PR guy. No, I remember it. Yes, so that's yep. why they got so, it before anybody else. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I'm now, as soon as you told me that, I was like, oh yeah, I get it. I remember now because mm-hmm. I love that which name. Is, I mean. Yeah, nothing wrong with that because they he he gets some really wild Kavecos that you can't get anywhere else because he obviously has an in. So he got so so, some pretty cool stuff on here from time. Who to knows, time. like if and when this is going to break out of here? But the the product is called the Kaveco Pen Sleeve Grip, and it comes in mm-hmm. four colors right now. They have black, anthracite, which is space gray. Uh, mm-hmm. gold and rose gold. I don't know why they went black, gold, rose gold, and anthracite. It feels a bit much, right? <laughs> like, yeah. oh, they also have a because... silver. They also have just a standard silver. There's five colors. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's just like a, I don't know, dark gray would have been fine or just gray. Anyway, so... Uh, that's the, the best way... looking one, I think. That's the, the, the gray one, the anthracite one. Yeah. That's what I went for because it matches my eyebrow. Yeah. So they also we also know a little bit more about how it works. So it is octagonal, right? Most of the body, and it's made of aluminium. Mm-hmm. Um, and you it presses it presses against the case with a screw mechanism. Mm-hmm. So like there's some kind of tension. This is what we believed was the case, but we wanted to see it. So and they also say in the description it sit, it sits securely and firmly and doesn't wobble. Um, what I really like about this is there's a detail that they included, which I think is kind of genius. Between the octagonal section and the grip section, there is like a just a like a silver piece of metal, right? Uh huh. And right. I assume it's just really polished aluminium, which matches mm-hmm. Apple's design of the top of the pencil. So it makes okay, it ring. look the ring that they put around, right? So it makes mm-hmm. it look like it's more intended to be together. Right. This is done because lots of people send me these. I, this isn't the first company to do this type of thing, right? Mm-hmm. But this looks like the most natural 
of any of these types of things that I've seen. And it's and honestly, it's purely because they put that little piece of like brushed out, like like polished aluminium right there, because it it adds a consistency to the design, mm-hmm. which I really really like. So I have one of these on the way. I'm also hoping that it will arrive by next week, but I'm not I'm not sure about that yet because I I expect they're pretty backed up. But it has, uh, it's it's on its way again. It's like like the the pink lava's moved from one place to another, and it's only in Germany, so. You know, mm-hmm. Who knows how long it's going to take? But yeah, they are thirty-four euro right now. Um, I, I expect that will probably translate to like thirty-five, forty dollars or something like that, mm-hmm. which is within the realm of what I would expect this product to cost. I'm, I remain open-minded and very intrigued about this product. Yeah, I think that's right where I'm at. It actually, now that we have like the you know, the light boxed edited pictures. It actually looks better than I thought before. It does look very good. Just, you know, instead of just a very steel, you know, octagonal tube Mm -hmm. kind of thing, it's a little bit more detailed, a little bit more refined. The price is right where I would hope it would be. Um, it's actually for, maybe for, a little less than for, I thought. For effectively, it would be. like it is just a tube of aluminium, right? Like it's you know, right, right. Most of what you're right. usually paying for for Caveco is not included in this, right? Like any right. of the inner right. workings, the guts, the, any of the guts. But I still thought that it could be like a fifty or sixty dollar accessory without question, right? For yeah. that market. Yep. So the price seems good, color seems good. Now we'll just uh, we'll see it in action. I'll I'll wait for you to see see what you think about it. But I think it looks fantastic, and I hope that these go into like regular production, not just uh, Kaveco family production, which yeah. some of the models do. So we have no I idea. Would right wage, now. Certainly, it has to like it's not like a special color. Like you know, Sebastian will get like uh, the purple lily put. You know where. The lily put still exists in all types of materials and colors everywhere else in the world. I could see something like that, but I think this is a big enough product where it'll start going into regular retail soon enough. This has to go into mainstream because it's a mainstream product. Like, right? Because you're this isn't for fountain pen people, right? Yeah, because they use fountain pens. Like this is yep. this needs to break out into the technology world. Um, and it's funny because, you know, I have obviously a lot of friends who work in this area and I've been sending this to them because obviously they have no idea about it. So like sure. Kaveco, if anybody's listening to Kaveco, your PR needs to be not sent to fountain pen blocks on this. <laughs> it needs to be sent to technology websites. Oh, like, I'm sure it's going straight to the spaceship, to the mothership in Cupertino. Uh, I don't think they would like that. This well, is, this it's is, gonna end up. It's gonna end up in their store. This is the perfect Apple Store item. Uh, I don't know about that. I don't know about mm. that. I don't, it does I, have their branding on it. Yeah. It's, well, it's more that uh, I I I don't know if this is something that Apple wants to exist. Gotcha. Because like I, I don't know why, but well, because the Apple Pencil is this perfectly designed little thing, right? Uh, sure. The, I mean, your your iPad's a perfectly designed little thing, and you have a cover on it. That Apple make. I mean, yeah. right? That's the difference. I'll fight. I'll they fight. would make. I'll this. fight you on this one. I mean, <laughs> we can fight about it all day if you want. I'd be very, but I'd be very, very, very surprised if Apple stuck this in their stores. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Maybe so. We'll see. We'll see. So you mentioned that it wasn't really for fountain pen users. This next product, 
I want to talk about. Uh-huh. It's ab- absolutely not for fountain pen users, but it's absolutely mm. for me. Okay. And that's the Coaxis, Coaxis Rail Pen. And full disclosure, they are a blog sponsor this week. So they have a paid advertisement on penaddict.com this week, but that mm-hmm. influences me in no way in what I think about the products. Um, but I, seeing this, went, holy cow, this is awesome. <laughs> I was all over this. <laughs> so what were your, uh, I, let, we'll talk about this a little bit more, but I want to know your initial thoughts when you click this link for the Coaxis Rail Pen, because just, it's, it will, it's reactionary. It's like my personal hell. <laughs> I can totally see that. There, there is uh, more power to you, right? Like, right, congratulations right, right. on hitting your goal, Coaxis. Like, you go for it. This is basically everything I don't want in a pen. Like, yep. <laughs> it is over-engineered to the point of, like, just being mind-boggling. And I can't imagine writing with a ruler with a pen on the end. Right, which is like effectively what this is in form factor. It, yeah. It is like one of the most EDC pens I have ever come across in my entire life, which means that it mm-hmm. should sell well. And I hope that it finds the audience that will want it. But like, this is not, this, this just is not my bag. Yeah, this is a no middle ground pin here. You yeah, don't go, they have made some very, eh, very, very particular statements, <laughs> right? Like it is a very particular pen for a particular type of person who will want it. There is no like, hmm, maybe no. You just know, right? Like it's it is a ve- it is very particular. Yeah. So on Kickstarter, I don't back any of the super tactical EDC pens. You know the big. The big beastly, you know, stabby, you know, totally over-engineered large size pens. This one's not in that category, even though it's an EDC pen and it's over-engineered to the hilt, but it's my kind of pen because it's small, slim line, and I actually work well with rectangular shaped barrels. Like I've always loved the the Moleskine pens that were rectangular and, you know, other pens that have a rectangular shaped barrel. I mean, if this aesthetic doesn't appeal to you like i totally get it it's a super weird pen but this kind of reminds me of some pens i had when i was a kid right when you would you would see some of these weird novelty pens but this makes it into like a real legit thing um takes a d1 refill it's got this sliding retractable mechanism like i've watched the video a couple times i still don't know how this thing works yeah it doesn't it make looks really cool sense to me but that's kind of <laughs> if you know if i was to say there was a thing that i liked about it is that it's a weird and wonderful mechanism right that they seem Mm -hmm. to have built Mm -hmm. um but it it looks like basically they started with the mechanism and built a pen around it because i just Mm -hmm. this i can't imagine how you could come up with this design in any other way it's like they they, it's the rail pen is the right way to describe it if you can't see it Mm -hmm. right because Mm -hmm. they've effectively got like three metal rods that are encased in aluminium and Mm -hmm. The way that you retract the pen is by pulling like a sleeve that goes around the three metal rods, which the pen is attached to. So to make it retract, and what's the opposite of retract? Protrude? (laughs) 
I call it. I call it. I always call it eject or extend. There you go. To extend and retract. But there's the pen. there's I a like word that. for it that sound. There's a word, an official word for it. But I've never liked it. They, they, they use actually extend. Use it in this. They use extend in the in the okay. page, right? Um, mm-hmm. But to extend and retract the 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 pen, the the ink, the mechanism Refill. in which you're going to write with, uh, you pull forward and back on this little sleeve, which goes up and down on the rails and allows you to. To do this, right? it's like a slider. Yeah, a slide is a good way of, of saying it. But mm-hmm. there's there's a part that I just wanted to mention. I couldn't help myself because I just don't get it. Right. So like the video, like one of the first things they say is unparalleled comfort. Yeah, I can't imagine I didn't catch that, man. that. I can't. Just like, <laughs> just like I caught the uh, the Wancher's most funded fountain pen. I didn't catch that. There's no way. There's, <laughs> There's no, no way. way you can say that. <laughs> like, the, the, the full sentence is unparalleled comfort for a more natural writing experience. No. Maybe I'll to some people, <laughs> like this format, like this thin and long, wide format might be nice, but there's mm. just no way. Like, it's only natural if you're used to sellotaping a pen onto a ruler. Like, that's just how you've written mm-hmm. in your life, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. natural is, like, <laughs> when you put those triangular grips around a pencil, right? Like, that's, like, the yes. most natural you can get because that's they're built to the way that your hand wants to form. Um, but, yeah, look, again, this the design of this is kind of cool. Like, you could put it on a desk and it would be kind of wicked looking. They have some amazing treatments, including they have like a rendering of a Damascus titanium, which looks like an acid trip. Like, it looks yeah. it looks cool, but this just is not, it's not for me. I can't, I, it's not my thing. Yeah, so I backed blue raspberry titanium. Yep, which I figure looks if cool. I'm going in, if I'm going in, I'm getting the coolest looking it's one like for me. It's like a pearlescent coating, one. right, that you see in like Too Fast, yeah. Too Furious, that kind of thing. Yeah. It's pretty rad. I'm excited about this. And the other thing I, I do like about this is it's done by a company with a with a long history. They may not have done too many Kickstarter products, but Tech Accessories has done pins for as long as I've done my blog, at least, if not longer. They did the uh, Pico pin, which is a keychain pin that's a super popular pin. Um, so they're always making kind of like off-the-wall stuff. And uh, I certainly, <laughs> this is about as off the wall as you can get. It cracks me up still just looking at it and looking at all some of the gifts of just the sliding mechanism moving. It just makes me giggle. <laughs> it's kind of a wild pen, but like there was no way I wasn't going to back this, right? I mean, it's like, I have to back this. I'm, I'm getting one of these pens. I just am. Yeah, it's, this isn't the type of thing that you use, but. It fits in a weird way, right? Like I can see yeah, that you would want this pen. I don't pen. know about that. I might disagree with you that, uh, like, if this works how I hope it's going to work, I think I would carry it pretty frequently. All right. Hmm. So okay. we'll see. I mean, to be determined. I, I'm interested in the like the size of it and uh, the feel of it because I, I think I can use the, I can use it as it's set up. You know, my grip's pretty normal. I have lots of experience with rectangular shaped pens. I have no issue using them. So we'll see. I'm I'm kind of excited. So if it actually works as I hope it does, I think I will actually carry it uh, quite frequently because I can put some pretty cool D1 refills in there. But yeah, uh, my my reaction was pretty much like yours when I when I saw this. It it was it was pretty funny, but uh, pretty awesome at the same time. At least for me. <laughs> 
The next one I want to talk about is a review I did on Monday, and it's for the Pen- Pentel Intergel Kleina I'm going with. And it's a, the one I have is 0.3 millimeter gel ink pen. So Pentel and Intergel and gel ink pens, this is all pretty normal stuff. They added back into their product lineup a 0.3 millimeter refill, which is really what I wanted to talk about. So in the past, Pentel made a pen called the Sleechy, which they still make. And they went all the way down to 0.25 millimeters in line width. And they were always excellent. Like the 0.25s, 0.3s, 0.4s of the Sleechy were always wonderful writers. The barrel was just really bad. It was a thin, skinny barrel, and it was super cheap plastic, and it was just not comfortable to write with. But people who enjoyed the refills kind of swore by the refills. Fast forward to more recent times, they tweaked up. They made they made like a completely different product line that really didn't stick, at least as far as I could tell, in the market called the Euro. I never saw them anywhere but like on jet pens or maybe, you know, cult pens, anywhere else that sells microtip gel ink pens. And they went down to a 0.35 millimeter and it had a more standard barrel with a cap and a nice grip. But you had almost no options, really. And the the 0.35 was almost kind of like a throwaway. They went all the way up to 1.0 millimeter. So that was my favorite of the bunch. And then you have the standard inner gel, which just recently... I'd say in the past year has gone through a design change and a color ink color change and really expanded and made that lineup really awesome. Like that's my wife's favorite pen right now. They do really cool non-standard colors, you know, like blue blacks and teals and turquoises and browns. She was just using a brown inner gel to make a grocery list this morning. So then they come up with this cleanup. And it's the exact same shape and diameter barrel as the inner gel. And if you've ever used the inner gel before, it's a wide diameter barrel, wider than the Signo 307, wider than the Pilot G2, wider than the Zebra Sarasa clip. To have a wide barrel with a fine tip doesn't really work as good as it could. Like, it's fine. It works. It's a really good pen. I love the refill, but the barrel's too wide. So, my hope. Like, Pentel has an opportunity to compete with Uniball, the Signo line, especially the DX, the Pilot High Tech C line, and the Zebra Sarasa Clip line, but they choose not to, really. Like, they did it with the Sleechy, and it kind of fell flat and got passed up by all these other brands. The Intergel itself is a beloved pen. People who love the Intergel swear by them, but that's mostly in the 0.7 millimeters. If they can make something with a standard barrel size, like the Euro, give me all the microtip choices and then all the colors that all these other three brands do, I think they could be one of the best gel ink pens on the market. But really, to me, they're fourth behind Uniball, Pilot, and Zebra. So, you know, this isn't a, a, a commentary other than for me to say I can see Pentel competing with these other brands if they choose to do a little bit differently. but based on their past Intergel history, they just want to stick with the big old, you know, store shelf Intergels that I guess seem to sell so well. They're all in all the big box stores, but they don't really have a, a refined micro tip 
offering that can compete with Uniball, Pilot, and Zebra, which I love all three of those more than the Energel just because the options are there. So, you know, I just I just had that little bit of commentary I wanted to throw out there, Mike. I, I'm passionate about my Microtip Gel ink pens. <laughs> I, I could do a whole hour on Microtip Gel ink pens easily. But um, it's like when you see a company do something really good, but at the same time, it can't compete with other really good competitors, but they have the skills and technology to do it. You want them to do it. Like, I want them to do something more and better. And instead of like the same old big fat Energel barrels, even if they're throwing a 0.3 refill in there, which is so good. The refill's so good, Mike. All right, that's my gel ink pen diatribe. I've I like you. the way that the cleaner is it cleaner? I sure. I like the way it looks. It has it looks awesome. An unnecessarily cool design. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like you actually don't need to bother making it look like this. Um mm-hmm. it's got like a kind of retro fifties vibe going on. Yep. That I dig. Mm-hmm. I think it looks real sweet. But it's not yep. you know, it's not for me, as we all know. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be interested in that. But it looks cool. Nope. Yeah, this is my realm. I, I totally own it. And uh, I love my micro gel ink pens. And it's just, I want it to be a little bit more than it is because it's so good. It's like, I don't want to talk bad about it because it's really good. But it's not, I'm not going to use it more than a high tech C or a DX or a Sarasa Clip. Mm-hmm. And I could, like, I could make that choice if they did things a little bit different. So we'll see. That's uh, That's my gel ink diatribe for the week um there is a review of that over on penaddict.com which is a squarespace website which is a great way to transition into our next sponsor of this week's show and that is squarespace use the offer code inc at checkout ink and you'll get 10 percent of your first purchase make your next move with squarespace because they'll make it very easy for you because they have everything you're going to need whether you want a unique domain name or winning templates, 24-7 customer support, or just an all-in-one platform that you don't have to worry about any of the tricky stuff, it doesn't matter what you're looking for, Squarespace have got it. They will let you easily create the website that you need for your next idea or project. If you want to create a store, a portfolio, a blog, it doesn't matter what you want to make, Squarespace has all of the tools that will let you do it. There's nothing to install, there are no patches to worry about or upgrades that you need to take care of. It's all just on the web, it's very easy, and it's all drag and drop and there's buttons and drop downs and it's super super simple for you to be able to go in and make the website that you have in your mind it's one of my favorite things about squarespace i can imagine a thing and be like that's how i want it to look and i can go and make it and i can't personally i can't do that any other way because i don't i don't know how to code a website i don't know how to put a website together from scratch but i can do it on squarespace you can go in and you just drag stuff around and you keep kind of playing with it and hacking on it until you get to it it's awesome their plans start at just $12 a month you can start a free trial today with no credit card required just by going to squarespace.com and when you sign up use the offer code INC and you'll get 10% off your first purchase and show your support for this show our thanks to Squarespace for the continued support of the Pen Addict and Relay FM Squarespace make your next move make your next website so one more bit of follow up on the notebook preservation question we got a couple of weeks ago on how to essentially archive your notebooks. And we got a link sent to us this week from C. Strauber on Twitter, straight from the Library of Congress for care, handling, and storage of works on paper. So I think if anyone knows how to uh, 
to manage this. I think the Library of Congress is probably a pretty good s- space for, you know, keeping historic documents uh, intact and not deteriorating. So there is a uh, a good set of links we will we'll put in the show notes. Show notes. We'll put a link to this page, and it has a bunch of other links and ideas on how you can protect and and archive your notebooks. So if I had to ask you, Mike, and you have to pick one, are you going? I'm going to archive all my notebooks route, or I'm going to bonfire all my notebooks route. Which path is for you? I would take bonfire. You think? Not that I'm surprised, I just want to say yeah. that, like, I don't want to uh, damage the environment. No, so no, no. Let's no, save no. recycle, Not, right? But sure, let's um, save recycle. But yeah, I just. I've never. I think I'm the same. I've never written anything down in a notebook that needs to be kept. Yeah. I mean, this may change throughout my life, but like, I mean, I have one notebook that that I'm holding on to in my life, like purposefully, which is a notebook of like my very first podcast. I have the first like 90 episodes of show notes written onto paper. And it's like I'm keeping that one notebook. And every other notebook that I keep, I keep because they've been too lazy to th- to like to recycle, to throw away, right? And like at some point mm-hmm. I will get rid of them and I go through it in batches. But like this pano book here, like it doesn't need to be kept. I'm just doodling on it. Or I'm going to talk mm-hmm. about a book in a notebook in a while that I'm in, in a minute that I'm doing something a bit more purposeful with. But once mm-hmm. I'm full, once it's full, I'll just get rid of it. Like I'm, I, I'm mm-hmm. cool, right? Like for me, what I put in notebooks if it's really important, it will live somewhere else eventually because I will have done something with it and I don't necessarily need every notebook that I've ever used. And like, if that's your thing, like more power to you, but that's not mm-hmm. my route and it's just not what I'm interested in, in doing. It's like finding space to keep these infinite amount of notebooks secure for the rest of my life. It feels like too much work. Yeah, so I'm actually with you. I, I, I think i want to be an archivist but i am too practical and want to be a recycler but then at the same time i get a text from a friend saying you know here's a letter my grandfather wrote to my grandmother and from you know the 1940s and it says a few things in here that are like really meaningful to my family you know she's pretty excited she has that too so it's you know, it's it's not a, uh, you know, it's not, you know, a total black and white type of situation. But I just think for like what we're referring to, like our daily use stuff, not necessarily diaries or, you know, personal, you know, courtship letters or things like that, that you're writing to Adina. I'm sure she has all of those saved, right? The many courtship um, letters that I wrote. Yeah. <laughs> they're all, they're all digitized. Um, yeah, I think I'm in the recycle recycle it phase like i have a stack of notebooks that i've kept but i have never once referred back to them um and if i do it's usually for a drawing i've made you know not for something you know very knowledgeable that i've written or things like that so and i've actually learned to save off the drawings and sketches so i can refer to them later you know mm-hmm. no digitally so yeah but regardless this is a good article to you know, take protections if you do want to keep all those things. Um, and uh, I, I appreciate the follow-up on the follow-up. So it's very cool. I'm going on a trip, Mike. <laughs> Tomorrow. Again? Again? <laughs> yeah, this is my my 
three shows in six weeks stretch. So it's pen show weekend, off weekend, pen show weekend, off weekend, pen show. So I guess that's five, three shows in five weekends. So this one I'm the most excited about. Like mm-hmm. LA was good. LA, I had work, you know, I was there to work and it was good to have the first show of the year under the belt. Two weeks from now is Little Rock, which I've been there before and I'm super pumped about because I get to go hang out with the Van S crew and hang out at the Van S shop and I get to not work the show for the most part. You know, I'll do the social media hype man thing, which worked out well last time. It was fun. But this show, Baltimore, this weekend from Friday to Sunday, we'll have the link to the site in the show notes. They have a, an actually real working website that's updated frequently, no. which is, you know, makes them a unicorn in our world. Um, I'm the most excited about this show for several reasons. One, from what I heard last year, it was an exceptional show from all my friends that went. Two, the promoter knows what he's doing and has done so it's Bert Ozer of Bertram's Inkwell. You if you've been to a pin show, you've seen Bert. He's the bald headed guy with glasses with the wall of refills. That's how everyone knows Bert. Um how he travels around with that thing, I'll never know, but he does. He's one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. He understands the need for an updated website and a social media presence. He takes care of anything that the vendors need. Like I've gotten a bunch of emails from them with like all the details. Mike, would you believe I know the entire show schedule before I even arrive at the show? Like you would think you would think this would be normal, but for me to bring it up shows how abnormal it is. And Bert gets it right. This show, you know, I hope my, my, what I'm envisioning of it comes true. And I see no reason that it won't. I think this show could, takeover is one of the top shows in the country hmm. if everything i'm hearing and everything i'm seeing so far comes comes to pass i think this is going to be like a must attend show in the future so we'll, we'll see when i get back next week but i have every intention that that's going to be the case you're going to get to see vendors you don't normally see like write notepads chris is going to be there and our buddy Vito from story supply is going to be there and kind of lay a pen's going to be there and, you know, you go through the vendor list and like, it's exciting. It's exciting to see who's going to be there. We have a pin mixer going on Friday night that me and Lisa Van S will be putting on like we did in San Francisco. That was such a hit. Bart wanted to do that and has gotten us the space to do that. Carrie from Ken Rose putting on a pin show after dark Saturday night. So there'll be events at the hotel the whole time because the weather is going to be awful. So we'll all be in the hotel the whole time. I I've haven't been this excited for a pin show since, you know, I, I get I get hyped for Atlanta every year. I'm at like that level of hype for this show. And if it can deliver anything like an Atlanta experience, I think this show could man, I'd love it if it could take over DC as like as the regional pin show for that area. It would be amazing. So I am maybe overly hyped for it you know, setting myself up, but I don't see any way I'll be let down. I I just think it's going to be that good. And Mm. the amount of attendees that are already saying they're going to be there. Um, it, it, I I think it's going to be a good show. I'm getting hyped, Mike. I leave tomorrow. I get there. I'm I'm very keen to see how this one plays out. 
yeah, I think, well, you know, part of it's different, right? I haven't done it before. Um, I'll get to see some people that I don't normally get to see or don't get to see them as frequently. Um, it's the first knock show of the year. So I'll be working for myself at this show. We'll have a knock table there. I'll have all of our goodies. I'm even dropping a few a five seeds into the mix because the steel and silver dust have arrived. I'm sorry. It's not a ton, but they will be on the website shortly after, but you know, I have a dozen or two to bring to the show. You know, I hope to, you know, people have been clamoring for those, you know, they've just started to trickle in. So I'm going to have those and I'm just looking for a good time. You know, I think it's going to be, a fun show and that's what you can ask for right you know successful dollar wise would be nice but it's more to just be in that vibe for the three days of the show right more than you know what you make or you know how your sales are if you can just really get into the vibe of a good show like there's nothing like it that's how i feel in atlanta every year it just zooms by because it's just constant you know, fun and, and talking to, you know, friends and people and meeting th- meeting you know, other people and seeing new things. I, I'm i pumped. And uh, I think, you know, all the people going to Baltimore, I think they're pumped too. So we'll see. I, I think all it's right. going to be, I think it's going to deliver. No pressure, Bert. <laughs> well, I look forward to a full report next week then. You will. You will have a full report. All right. I have a... Uh... Thing I want to talk about. I'm going to tease it. I'm going to take a break. I think I lost break of the show. Mm-hmm. I want to tease it. I am using a notebook, a new notebook now on a daily basis for a unique task than the, the, the what I've ever used a notebook for in the past. Right? This interests me very much. Yeah, I figured it would. But first, mm-hmm. let's thank Pen Chalet for their support of this show. Ooh. We love Pen Chalet because they sell all of the stuff you're looking for at great prices. They have amazing rollerballs, fountain pens, ballpoints, mechanical pencils. They have carrying cases and refills and ink and converters. And they're an authorized dealer of all of your favorite brands. They're always running great discounts. They have closeout specials. Pen Chalet are trying to get you great stuff at great prices at all times. They believe in 100% satisfaction for every purchase. And that's why they give that as a guarantee because they want you to have your high quality pens with the satisfaction that it's going to work for you and you're going to be happy they do free shipping on orders of over $50 in the US and they sell internationally with very reasonable shipping rates and I found them to be super quick in the way that they come over to me and they get those things out packaged up real nice and they get sent over to me so I love it whenever I buy from Pen Chalet but you should too go to P-E-N-C-H-A-L-E-T dot com that is penchalet.com and click the podcast link at the top of the website. You'll be asked to enter a password, or you just say pen addict. You type pen addict in there, and you will get your hands on this week's special offer and the code that you need to save 10% on absolutely anything at Pen Chalet at any time. So you can get that code there. This week's special offer, there's a great selection of items this week. I want to call out one of them. So last year's Lamy Ale Star Special Edition Pacific Blue, you can get that at a great price at Pen Chalet right now. Yeah, that's still available in a few places. It was such a good color. They sold a ton of them, and this is a really good price. The Lamy Tipo is a personal favorite. I know it's not a pen for everybody, like the Coaxis, Mike, mm-hmm. but it's a pen for me. And let me give you a pro tip on the Lamy Tipo and why I own multiple of them. They fit the Pilot G2 ink cartridge, which means they fit the Pilot 
juice ink cartridge, which means I can use all kinds of cool stuff in my Lamy Tipos. And he has this cool yellow color that I haven't seen before. That's very cool. And then the piece de resistance mic, Pilot Orochizuku ink at a price that I've never seen before. Long if day. you are interested in Orochizuku ink, which you should be because it's sh- the best. Because it's the best. He's got, I don't know, maybe a dozen colors on this really, really pin addict special price. You should go check out. And one more shout out, which as I scroll down the page, he's got the Conklin word gauge pen, which I have never used, but Sarah, who writes for the pen addict, Sarah Reed, she is also a novelist and writer in her spare time. And when she did her NaNoWriMo recap post, she used this word gauge pen uh, for most of her writing last November and did her 50,000 words or, or whatever it was. And the, the word gauge has little gauges as your ink goes down. It says how many words you've that. written. I thought it was kind of cool. It's I a really that. neat pen. So anyway, so this is uh, chock full. Like I could talk about two or three other things on this page. It's really good. Really good deals this week from Pen Chalet. So go check it out. Penchalet.com. Hit the podcast link at the top of the website and use the password penaddict to get those offers. Our thanks to Pen Chalet for their support of this show and Relay FM. So Brad, mm-hmm. I have started a daily journal. Yeah, I couldn't believe this when I saw this in the show doc today. I've been doing it for a week now, uh, seven mm-hmm. days, and I'm using my Hipponoto, which is a a notebook that I've mostly kept for a special occasion. I've written in it every now and then. Uh, I committed the cardinal sin of tearing pages out of the notebook because um, I didn't uh, want I'm any. okay with that. Uh, but it, it can mess things up. Luckily, this this it notebook's can. made in such a way that it's not gonna. It hasn't had a huge effect. But I've torn some pages out, so I just have my daily journal stuff in there. Um, I use two pens every day for this, and uh, I vary up the pens that I use. Like I mix. I, my my kind of inner guide for myself is to never use two pens in two days in a row, right? So every day I have to use two pens that were different to the day before, right. um, which is now the, the knock-on effect of this is I now want more ink because <laughs> I have too many pens that have the same ink in them. Yeah, you've uh, you've been a good boy and avoided the ink problems that many of us have. Well, that's about, I think that might be starting to change. <laughs> so I did this for a couple of reasons. Uh, one of them... Is a handful of reasons actually. One of them is um, I want to use my pens more. I have lots of lovely pens, and I want to use them more than I currently do, um, and kind of have it be more of a focal point in my life. Uh, I'm very busy. I'm a busy man. I have a lot mm-hmm. of things going on, and I have a task system. But I want to be able to spend some time every day to just focus on some of the things that I've got going on. And also to just reflect on a few things. So would you like to know what my system includes? Absolutely. All right. So this is a double page every day. So new two pages mm-hmm. every day. Um, I have, I write down the pens that I'm using and the ink that I'm using. Um, I have my priorities, which is an unfixed amount of things. Just it can be whatever things are going on in that day that like they're the most important things of the day. So it can differ from, it actually does differ from my task list quite significantly. So I never have as many priorities as I have tasks, right? Mm-hmm. Um, right. I write down one good thing that happened in the day. 
uh, I write down one bad thing that happened in the day, if there is mm-hmm. a bad thing. There isn't always a bad thing every day, but there are bad things most days. And mm-hmm. I, I, when I was thinking about this, I didn't want this to just be just this thing where I'm supposed to pretend that everything's amazing and happy all the time, because sure. that's not life. Um, I write down just the heading, what did I learn today? And that can be anything. And this comes from a question that Adina asks me most days and has done this for a very long time. She says, what, do you, what did you learn? And I never know what to say, mm-hmm. so I decided to start writing it down. Um, then I write down something that I'm looking forward to. And I also have a rule, which is I can never write the same thing in this box two days in a row either. Mm-hmm. And that's my system. I love it. I think that's fantastic. Like, I really, really like that system. My question, and you may have said it and I may have missed it. Do you have a scheduled writing time to fill this or do you just kind of as you go through your day, is it a, or is it a, like a fixed morning thing, fixed night thing, fixed afternoon thing? What what do you have for as far as the time set aside to answer these questions? I have a daily recurring, recurring task in Todoist for mm-hmm. me to complete this. And I'm currently just completing it at any point in the day whenever I want okay. to. But what, what usually happens is I start at some point and finish it later on in the day. Okay. Right. So, like, yeah, I because you are combining tasks with also yeah. reflections. And so, like, there like is that. in theory a morning part and an evening part, and it mm-hmm. happens at two different times in a day. Sometimes it's afternoon and evening. Sometimes it's morning and afternoon. Right. But like, there will mm-hmm. be at least two times in a day where I will sit down to to put something into the notebook. Right. Man, that's awesome. I, I really like it. I like the setup that you have. Mm-hmm. You know. And it's also like one of the challenges for someone who's never done this or never written a journal or diary. It can be intimidating, right? The You don't have to write a lot to get value out of putting a few words down on the page every day, right? And I think that's kind of what you're doing with your essentially different boxes that you're filling in. Um, you know, You know, you have guidelines for that. It helps you get over the hurdle of putting the pen to the paper and actually becomes an enjoyable experience because you're not only getting that thoughtfulness and reflecting on your day, hey, you're also getting to use cool pens and cool paper, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of a winning all the way around. I also just realized that like, you know, I've looked at existing systems and stuff like that and they mm-hmm. just don't work for me. Right. Like I mm-hmm. the the only reason that I'm that this is sticking so far is because I came up with the system that works for me. Mm-hmm. So you know, you know what I mean. I'm not saying that that's like a thing that everyone needs to think about, but that was my problem. I think is that the rigidity or even the defined flexibility of systems that exist currently just don't work with my mind. I guess in the long term. Mm-hmm. So I decided that if I wanted to do this, which I did, maybe the best thing to do was to create a system of my own that makes sense for what I want to accomplish out of a task like this so that's what i went ahead mm-hmm. and did and it's not a complex system by any means and like i've added a couple of things to it so like the what i'm looking forward to and the what pens am i using didn't exist for the first couple of days mm-hmm. and i expect that to also change and adapt uh, as time goes on that like i will think like oh maybe i should add this or maybe i should add that because it it adapts to my changing uh needs right so yeah or like there might be a period of time where i have something that comes in that isn't here for the rest of the time because there's like something specific going on so i want to focus on it 
it with a new little heading but yeah and and but so i'm leaving i'm leaving it like flexible to meet whatever my needs are at the time mm-hmm. yeah and i I mentioned a little bit in our the panatic members newsletter this weekend that i haven't been doing daily writing in my cousin and i'm okay with that like in the past i would not be okay with that like if i had a hobonichi techo um that's date based like your hipponoto is not date based like if i missed a day i would it would like freak me out like i don't know why yeah i really but didn't for some reason a, a dated book either yeah but for that reason. for some reason the cousin works for me i think because of the size i have no problem going back and using previous days pages to do things that i want to do on them so i've i've thoroughly enjoyed it i'm actually using it for show notes today so um yeah i think that's great i want to hear more from this down the line mm-hmm. and uh you know Maybe in a few months we'll check in on both of our both of our systems and setups to see how things have changed, you know, as we use them because as we use them because it's always open to you know change and modification and tweaking and and get it down. But the the best thing you said and which is why we get along so well is the you know, the best system is the one that works for you. You know, if no system works for you, make your own. And if you don't need a system, that's even better. Like you you just you could, do. Yeah, you, some some of us need some guidelines, uh, but. And some of us need like fierce, you know, GTD level structure. And then some of us can, uh, you know, just brain dump into things and, uh, you know, go from there. So I think it's wonderful. Yeah, I really, I know this is kind of a, a dumb thing to say, I guess, but like, I really hope that I keep doing this. Which I yeah. know that seems, that's kind of a stupid thing to say because it's like, well, if that's what I want, well, then I'll just do it. Well, I, I think, think we all understand that. I think that there is a certain strain of people that completely understand what I'm getting at when I say it. Like, Without I ha- question. Mike today hopes that Mike in the future will continue. Mike in the future's life may, cha- may change in a way that he doesn't feel like he needs this anymore, but I hope that I do. It's it's kind of a weird thing to wish that upon myself for the future, but that's kind of how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think we've, we've prattled on long enough mike but i do want to get one reader mail okay in if you will and i'm gonna hold so february the last day is today has been inco rimo the international correspondence writing month and i've gotten a ton of letters to the po box here and keep those coming year round send them all the time anytime but you know i get a lot more during february so i have a bunch of ask tpa i've collected from the letters so we'll cover those i don't know maybe next week maybe the week after something like that um so we'll hold on ask tpa but i do want to get one reader mail in and this is from steve and i think it's because we can all relate and i've actually been getting a lot more of these recently so i don't know if we've had a uh an uptick of of new listeners or what but i want to i want to start this off with what steve writes Dear Brad and Mike, this is a true story. At the end of November 2017, I was having trouble getting to sleep. This, so this is like three months ago. I mean, this is recent. I found myself looking for some audio to listen to that would help me get to bed. Don't <laughs> like, know, I feel like where this, this is Steve? going. Yeah, <laughs> not sure what's <laughs> happening here, Steve. <laughs> I couldn't find any suitable music, but I heard about the pen addict and thought, if there's anything that can bore me to mm. unconsciousness, mm. it's a podcast about pens. Thanks Hell so much for yes, listening Steve. to this week's episode. <laughs> it can bore you to death. So it worked like a charm. Oh, come on. <laughs> Until, Where's the upswing on this? <laughs> until mike 
about episode nine, when instead of drifting off to sleep, I started listening to the episodes in their entirety. Instead of this pen podcast getting me dreaming, I found myself dreaming about pens. I was hooked, and now I'm a fledgling pen addict. Oof. I purchased my first pen from Jet Pens, a Twisby Eco in December. Nice choice. Two more at the Philly Pen Show. He's already been to Whoa. a show, Mike. A Twisby Diamond Mini and a Kaveco AL Sport and a Pilot Prera, also in January. As if that weren't bad enough, I have also completed the insane task of listening to every episode of the podcast. <laughs> we got you. S- <laughs> you are screwed Who's now, Steve. Who's the fool now, Steve? <laughs> I started in early December by re-listening to episodes one through nine and just finishing finished listening to episode 296 a few minutes ago. It's been quite the obsession and it's been driving my family nuts. My wife is relieved that she'll only hear you guys talking about pens every two weeks now. <laughs> I no longer have trouble sleeping that passed, but now I have an exciting new hobby. Thanks for this wonderful podcast and the case of pen addiction. Regards, Steve. Wow. Well, <laughs> that was awesome. Who's the winner? Who's the real winner of that's, this? I think it's me and you. That's right. I think it's us, Steve. We always win in the end. So I'm glad you made it all the way to episode 296 and now 297. You know, we will uh, we will talk about you and you will be uh, surprised. And I bet your white wife won't have to wait long to listen to this episode. So tell her we say hi. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry. Apologize, mm-hmm. a child, apologize for your bank account status and tell her there's no end in sight. So this is what she's stuck with. I like the idea of binging a show, like a multi-year, hundred-episode show, and by the time <laughs> you've finished it, your name gets read out in the show. <laughs> There's something kind of oh, funny that's about amazing. that. That is funny. That is but funny. you can so get on anyway. the show, anybody out there. There's a great way to do it. You can email Brad. Brad, how do they email you? Uh, hello at penaddict.com. Or you can send in your questions uh, over Twitter with the hashtag AskTPA. Um, and that you can even, as we mentioned, like during certain times of the year, we, we accept mail-in versions, and Brad has a stack of those mm-hmm. uh, that we're going to get to over the next few weeks. Um, so we've got some there, too. Uh, if you want to go and find out more about this episode, find our links. If you don't see them in a podcast app that you use, the easy way to do that is to go to relay.fm slash penaddict slash 297. Um, I want to thank again Squarespace, Pen Chalet, and Curvecase for their support of this week's show. Please go support our sponsors because it helps uh, us be able to do this show for you every single week. Um, if you want to find Brad online, he's at knock.co and penaddict.com. His dowdyism on Instagram, D-O-W-D-Y-I-S-M, and he is penaddict on Instagram. I am iMike, I-M-Y-K-E. Uh, this is, show is a part of Relay FM. We have a lot of shows at relay.fm slash shows. There may be something else uh, in our roster that would appeal to you. We cover a wide range of topics, including pens, but you already knew that. Um, thanks so much for listening. Thank you again if you've backed the Kickstarter campaign as well. Remember, one more week, one more week. Uh, we are up to 600 now, so congratulations to that person who got the 600 thing mm-hmm. during the show. Uh, and we'll be back next week. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. And Oh, oh by the way, uh, go say hi to Brad if you're at the Baltimore Pen Show. So goodbye, Brad. Hi, Brad. Oh, no, that's the wrong one. You don't say hi. <laughs> goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad.